Recently on Aboard the Opal Star, our party delved into a Belair vault, hoping to prove themselves worthy of whatever treasure lay within. The treasure ended up being a very special, unique, ancient, and advanced engine, and their hope is that they can find someone to sell it to. Then they can use that money to pay the way for those they left behind in the Federation while also dealing with their bounty problem. It's like she touches, she's like, oh, it's so nice. And she's like, touching, burning her hand over like, oh, I can't wait to get this back. And I know the perfect person to give this to. Oh my God, you're going to freak. Also pay a lot of money. I wonder what Maria's found out. Come on, let's get this on board. And she just like wraps one hand around one of the cylinders like, here, I'm going to carry it. Nodding to you, fair enough. I go to the other side. Funny thing, I have more strength than I probably look like I do, so. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, what strength check. Oh no. She rolls a crit one. Nice. Anima, you, you want to help there? I think I think Telly's uh slipping. Mm, no, Telly, Telly. <laughs> yeah, she is. I'm like carrying more and more of the weight. No, I picture it more like she's like, heave, and her end doesn't come up, and you're just kind of like, pop, up, so she just like stumbles sideways. So, Anima, are you gonna help, or are you still caught up in memories? If I say something to me, or is that just Alexis making a joke? Anima, a little help here. Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> it will affect my answer. I think I would say to Tally, at least careful, we don't want to damage it. Oh, this is made of what I think it's made of, which I've only ever heard of, which I could have heard wrong, but it's pretty sturdy, but yeah, I can't lift this. Okay. Let's... Hmm. So I'm not great at lifting very large objects, but... Anima? Do you think you can maybe help? Tally's having a little trouble with lifting this and we want to get it back on the ship. Yeah. And she's like could digging her feet please. in the ground and it's it just could flip. Come on. Get over here. More people, more hands. This is heavy. Okay. Thank you. Go over and help. Roll me a strength check. Oh, shh. And I guess you could have advantage because Tully's not going to stop trying to help. Okay. Well. Oh, God. Oh, God. Is this just a check or is this a saving this is just a check right uh no saving is like if you're about to be thrown off of something and you're holding on for dear life okay okay which i don't think i'm gonna get you off of the ground (laughs) that'd be funny (laughs) i got 14 okay so between the two of you you're able to pick it up and it's not super heavy but like just heavy enough to where you can't do it in one person also it's awkward in size I also need you to know that I rolled another four and another 11 on my dice. Mm-mm. You need new dice. I have rolled every dice I own. I continue to roll fours and 11s. That's the only thing I've rolled. This is just, is different because on this one, I actually have a modifier. Who knew Anima has modifiers on things? Wow. I'm going to use maximum effort to give myself a little boost as well. Also, Anima's got a lot going on in her head right now, in her defense. She's not all there. Yeah. I don't think you've had time to compartmentalize all of that. I got a whole mess of information. I know things now. I'm not smarter, but I know things now. (laughs) (laughs) It's not all going to click into place, but, like, it's there. Yeah. It's, it's been unlocked. You just maybe haven't found it all yet. But, yeah, you, you do remember Dottie approaching you and offering to help you pick out your name. Uh. Yeah, so if you all take it back onto the ship, get it secured in the cargo bay until it pulls out a device and snaps some pictures, and I'll be right back. I'm going to go get the deal set up and just jets off. Okay, thanks. <laughs> keep, keep walking and carrying the heavy thing between us. She makes sure it's secure the cargo bay before she jet disappears off. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 
So yeah, you'll have some time just kind of by yourselves if you want to talk before you go see about other things. Because, Anima, how are you looking as you deal with the new information? Or would you rather have people roll insight on that? Sure, I'll do it. More <laughs> insight. Just because, well, you all both know that that was weird, so you probably check on everyone. Hey, Anima, how you doing? I know my brain did some funky stuff, but what's yours? I don't know. What, what's your insight? <laughs> well, now that I have advantage on my insight rolls when I'm trying to connect to people, that's a 21. <laughs> oh, shit! I got a 15, but wow. Would you kindly share? I can also roll that persuasion check. Oh, yeah, that's a 16 on persuasion, so. Yeah. So what is Vi Gleed, and then we can get into what Farida notices. What was Vi's? I missed it. 15. Well, if you're both still here, and Farida just convinced me very convincingly to share, unless there's something... Do I roll against that? Are you trying to hide it? Yeah. I don't know. Are you trying to be so deceptive? It's not like she's casting anything yeah, on you. Know, she's just not significantly more charismatic. Yeah. In very specific situations. I don't know. I'm not gonna hide it. I don't need to roll against it. I'm not gonna hide it. She asked. She asked specifically. I'm not gonna hide it. Well? Did I get my clan name? That hasn't clicked in yet, but you do remember that you were known as Ilya, so part of your donor's name would have had Ilya in it. Okay. And the, the clan might kind of click in later, and then you and I can maybe tag team working on the Ashenforge Society, now that you actually remember it. Yeah, I need to reread the Ashenforged part of the... The suggestion book that is the <laughs> the handbook. Yes, we, we can take what we want from that and just toss the rest of it out. <laughs> Build our own thing. Our world now. I grew up and I learned things about the Alliance and I know that I did now. <clears throat> which is more than I've ever known about anything. And I had a teacher. I had several. And I know their names. Casey doesn't remember what Brianna said, even though she was the one that made up those names in the first place. Uh, because she... I'll send it to you. <laughs> because she, uh, she didn't write them down fast enough. I do love envisioning these fourth wall breaks as us real life selves are sitting where our characters are but they have the characters masks on and then whenever it's time for the fourth wall side we just like lift the mask and we're like oh look, i thought we were doing this one thing but i have no yeah. idea what's going on yeah anyway, like, back to the mask. <laughs> mask back on and you guys remember dotty my friend who i saved her life yes mm -hmm. yeah she helped me take my name oh wow I don't know if y'all would have known that Ash and Forge picked their name. I don't know if that particular thing would have come up in your research. If it's a well-known cultural thing, then it might have. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, I don't know, that's kind of up to y'all. Depends on what you were focusing on in your research, though. Overall culture. And that feels like the kind of big enough thing that shows up in overall culture search. Then, if you think you would have come across that, you would have also come across that before they choose their name, they're given a name that's kind of derived from their donor. I will accept that I probably overlooked that part when I was doing my research. Because I probably did. Probably. Might have been like one of those, eh, that's cool. Keeps looking for other things. Yeah, because when I was doing the research, I was looking for specifically heroism as it relates to their culture. So, it would be fine that Farida just skipped over, like, early stages of development. And probably like, huh, cool. Next, next, next. Man, there's a lot of stuff here. Next, next, next. Ooh, the heroism stuff. And also, you aren't given a clan until you come of age. Then you either choose or are selected. Ah, uh, yes. Imagine, like, you have faces in your head. Maybe the names haven't clicked into place yet for mm -hmm. some of the ones you grew up with. 
some feel a little more important than others like maybe you were closer to them when you were in school at least but you know not all of them went to the same clan as you did mm-hmm. oh my god guys anima has friends also roll me intelligence Intelligent. with advantage now that you have this information just because i want you to remember this but i need you to roll for it but i want you to remember this yeah uh, that's not a dice that's been rolling great for me tonight, so... so that's a 13. Okay, so you don't remember your birth date exactly. You remember where you were born. You have to do some mental math because you've had to relearn like the years in the calendar because it's different in the Alliance. Uh-huh. But by your estimate, you're about 12. That's actually what I was thinking. Yeah, so you had a couple of years between when you came of age and when whatever happened happened before you woke up in the Federation. Hmm. So that was me. What happened with y'all? Well, I think you caught on to what happened with me. Apparently, I can be more empathetic now. That seems strange, but (laughs) that's kind of what's going on. (laughs) I'm pretty good at reading people now, apparently. That wasn't how I meant it. But yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She does have a habit of doing that kind of reductive thing. She's like, yeah, so that's a thing. Also, and she looks over to where Heads and Tails have been off in a corner messing with her little computer. You see that they've been transcribing an image that she has had in her head onto the computer. And you see a model of a kind of armored suit. Not unlike the power armor that Anima has but considerably lessened in strength and capacity. Lightweight. Kind of looks like a robot, but it's hollow on the inside. Also, Spectra's still in the room, but she's like off in a corner typing something furiously into a computer, not paying attention to any of you. That's fine. The captain can have her privacy. We're, we, we still got to get around to the third member of the party. Yeah, we have, we have another person. Hey, bye. Hey, bye. How did that thing mess with your head? There was also the entire, like, second test for y'all were alone in darkness, but I don't know if anyone here would actually address that. Nobody asked me about that part. Uh, yeah, I don't think I asked about that part. Um, I'm more aware of hidden things now about un- uncovering truths, and I also have more survival skills. So that's going to be a very interesting. Hmm. So yeah. So I all picked up some skills. You can remember, I can read, you can live. <laughs> mm. I don't think I want to know what that means about what the Dindas think about us, but... The Belair? Yeah, the Belair. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Why did I say Dindas? Mm. Uh, sci-fi names, woo Brain. Also, for context, they're referred to as the Blair Vaults, even though people know they weren't entirely designed by the Blair. It's just the Blair's the only species name that survived whatever caused them to be energy. They're still trying to find ways to explain what was before, but it's been so long, and they're basically translating hieroglyphs without a Rosetta Stone. Not good. Linear B is not something easy to read. Linear A? Linear B? One of those two is illegible currently. No, not really. So, should we go to Maria, see if she's come up with anything? Sure. Let's see. Oh yeah, that whole... Yes, the the bounty that we have on our heads right now. Yeah. Yep. That net. I'd rather get that dealt with now. Probably not. Do I have any more insight about that now? No, I don't... I didn't think I would, but I thought I would ask. Yeah, I was about to say, no, not in particular. None of your education covered the criminal underground. You gotta ask. You gotta ask, you know? Now, children, we will cover Bounty Hunter 101 today. (laughs) (laughs) Here are the behaviors to avoid getting yourself a bounty placed on your head. But I didn't do anything wrong. Hmm. So y'all go up to talk to Maria. I'm assuming after you take the helmets off, since you're now on the ship and don't have to worry about breathing. It's a good point. 
Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, that was probably off by the time we got in. And I'm also just assuming you either put it on or had it on when you found yourself outside. Actually, no, you suddenly had it on when you found yourself outside. Yes, that would make sense. The mysterious ancient entities were nice enough to nudge. Like, here you go, now die. To be fair, it takes several minutes to die in vacuum of space. You solved our puzzle. Now perish. (laughs) Here's the object. Good luck leaving with it. (laughs) To be fair, for them, it wouldn't be a question that they would worry about. No, because they're all dead. Yeah. (laughs) We were talking to ghosts. The whole place was haunted. Or memories of ghosts. Also, I don't have a whole lot more plans, so we'll just kind of... Let's go through what has changed in the past two hours y'all were in there. Not as long Mm -hmm. as expected. Where do y'all go to try and find Maria? Because after Spectre's done typing in her stuff, she's gonna go to the front to pilot the ship out. Where did she normally hang out on the ship? In her quarters with the door locked. Knock, 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 knock. (laughs) Yes, what is it? Hello? We're here to check up on you. Oh, you're back. That was quick. One second, I'm just finishing up some things, so I'll meet you all in the mess hall. I almost said med hall, that's not the right thing. Mess hall. Sounds good. Actually, no. So, Spectre ran off, but she didn't- I don't think she actually went up to pilot. I think she's letting Ty pilot out. You see her, she's sitting curled up in the corner in a chair, just like looking at something on her tablet. It's like she just went and found the nearest seat. And she's fixated on something on her tablet. She doesn't notice you enter. Right. Yeah, there's no one else in there. And you can feel the shift lifting off. And since it was a moon, you don't have to be in the hell. Fidget with the end of my braid for a second and then... Anybody want tea? Ooh, I would love some. Yes, I would like some, please. Gonna go put the kettle on. I've been listening to too many British shows. There's still definitely a kettle. To be fair, I've been drinking tea this whole time, so I'm not one to talk. <laughs> it's a space kettle. It's a space kettle. Everything else is super fancy, but there are some like very traditional kettles there. Let's go put the kettle on, everyone. There's at least one tea snob on this ship. I don't know if you guys would have nailed down who it is yet. It's me, Casey, the actor. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, gonna go. Do we have more than one kind of tea, like bag or loose leaf or whatever it is that we have? There's like a little tea cabinet that at some point someone would have showed you. It's got, it's not like super fancy tea, but there is a wide variety of bagged and loose leaf. And there's like the fruity teas and then the more kind of like earthy teas and do I already know other people's favorites, or do I have to ask? I might have shared mine. However, comma, I am curious about the real-life human beings that are currently talking's favorite teas now. Oh, God. It's easier to answer go-to than favorite. Hmm. What is your go-to tea? Like a good chai. Good solid chai. But I also nice. like a, a green tea that's, if it's a green tea that's slightly floral... Or, like, fruity. Like those two. Which is, like, completely opposite tea spectrums, but those are both <laughs> things that I like. So, for me, cold tea, I like really fruity teas, but I don't like them as much fruity as much hot. They're, like, there's some fruity teas, but they're not super, like, bright. I'm definitely more of an herby tea. And I don't always really drink tea, so... Ones that I've tried before that I have liked are more fruity. Other than that. Currently, I think the the favorite that I have had, but I currently am out of, was one that was a mix of dried orange peel, roses, green tea, and I'm fairly certain it had some kind of, like, mint in it? But I'm not entirely sure. That sounds really good. That sounds delicious. It was a blend from one of the shops that I've been to. Yeah, my go-to favorite's probably gonna be the Black Cherry Berry, the Celestial Seasons, I want to say is the name of the brand. It's just like bagged tea you can get at Walmart, but that flavor is really hard to find now. Mm-hmm. 
when I was still doing shift, I think somebody asked me for it, and I was like, it's not here. Yeah, not a lot of places have it anymore. Would Anima have offered to make tea before? Probably. You have, like, a general idea. There's also a lot of these you'll haven't tried yet. I'm gonna pull down their favorites and also Spectrus, because she's over in the corner. And then I'm gonna pick another one at random for myself. I wonder if this one means something. Nope, mostly just a, I don't know what I like, so I'm gonna try some some stuff. That's fair. It's a good system. Spectre still hasn't really looked up, and she's just, like, typing and scrolling through things and mouthing things to herself. She's going through information. Do we need a bio-break? Bio-break while the tea steeps. <laughs> I think I'll just, like, allow for some conversation, see what conversations y'all want to do, and then end off with heading to the person you're going to sell a thing to. I currently don't have anything extra that I'm seeking out, or that Farida is seeking out, because she's, like, very specifically not nosy. Yeah. As a pushback to people being nosy about celebrities, she's, like, specifically not nosy. So. I mean, Vi might want to talk to Drew and Daria for a sec. Other than that, Y'all good, Casey? I had to go look at my parents' snowman and snow dog. <gasps> nice. Still don't have the puppy picture, though? I mean, I could go down and send it to myself, but... Nah, we can wait. Just post it in yeah. the chat when you get it. Yeah. Because it's a very important development, and I so look forward to him, like, guest starring on the show. <laughs> He gave me one of the show mascots, because he came into the family during the show. He's a wiggly baby. God, he's getting so big. He's getting so big. I know. He's got, like, legs and is not a wrinkly potato anymore. Yeah. <laughs> wrinkly potato. Yeah. Actually a dog. Yeah, I was fixing tea. I think by you were trying to ask Spectra something. I just didn't catch it. Yeah. You doing all right there, Spectra? Everything okay? Sorry, I just... It was a little different than what I'm used to, and... It both brought up some memories and... Well, answered part of a question I've been trying to find an answer to for a while. Trying to see if this fits what I think it does. Alright. Thank you for the concern. No problem. Maria's gonna be here in a minute. To sort of talk to us about what she's found so far. Oh, that's good. You get the feeling like she's, like, half listening. It's not like she's ignoring you, it's just she's... You've never seen her quite this focused on something. But until then, tea. I set it down in front of her. And she just kind of, like, absentmindedly reaches for and says, Oh, thank you, Jen, and then stops. Freezes for a second and then goes back to it and... Vi roll insight. Okay. She's got a look on her face, but I think you would be the most likely to recognize it. Unnatural 20. Okay, yeah. So, you are familiar with how grief works when you lose something, and, like, years later, you think it's healed, and you think it's fine, and every once in a while, like, something happens to you, remember, and it just settles on you again, heavily. She just has that look, like she's like briefly really reliving it, and she just kind of shakes her head and then goes back to the computer and she's like, sorry, Anima, lost in thought. Understandable. I go back to the tea and I pick up the ones I made for the other two, give them to them. Thank you, Anima. Also, if anyone else would like to roll inside to see if you notice things about her reaction. Me! Did I get the advantage on this? Are you trying to find a way to, to connect with her? This would be causing connection, wouldn't it? Because we're reading more into the actual character themselves and their backstory. True, yeah. I'll allow it. Okay, yep. Uh, that's gonna be a dirty 20. It's more of, like, something that you've seen, but, like, when you look at her, you know Jin is someone she lost, and for a moment she was in a mind space where she momentarily forgot. 
And then the second she said it, she remembered. And it it's old pain, but there's still part of it she hasn't gotten over. And you might also both suspect that what she's looking into might have something to do with that loss. You don't know exactly what, but... Gotcha. Okay. Interesting, but I won't pry. Yeah, but it's not gonna pry either. I'm not even gonna roll inside. I'm just gonna go back to the tea. Pick up the mystery cup I made. I imagine Anima's thought is maybe confusing with an old crewmate who used to make her tea a lot. It's fine. Yeah, almost word for word. I have other things. Pick up the cup of mystery tea that I made for myself. Just roll me a straight d20. <laughs> Call it a look check. I was hoping you were going to say that. Because my rolls have been bad. You don't know what it is? You want to know? Did you crit fail a luck check? I got another freaking four! It's not great. You don't like that one. Like, mm, you can't even quite make yourself take another drink of it. I put some sugar in it. Roll me another luck check, see if that helps. It's a 17! It's significantly better with sugar. Still, not, and it's not like the best tea you've tasted, but something about like what's in it reacts with the sugar. Like, so, oh yeah, that's good. Okay, <laughs> that is now drinkable. That was beautiful. That's the highest roll that I've had all day. I know. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So. Anything anyone wants to say or talk about before Maria shows up? Or are we just gonna sit and drink tea? Sit and drink tea. Yeah. Alright. Couple of minutes pass in silence aside from the tap, 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 tap on the computer. And the occasional, no, no, not quite. And Spectra muttering to herself. Quietly in the corner, reaches, grabs the tea without even looking at it, puts it back down. So I was thinking we might need some comfort food for dinner. Anyone have thoughts? I'm always down. Sounds good, Enema. Good, but not helpful, thank you. <laughs> oh, you're looking for ideas. I was fishing for ideas, yes. Uh, hot pot. Hot pot? Can you have an open flame on a spaceship? I don't see why not. I mean, Ferda did set her clothes on fire. That's true. Spectre just kind of, like, raises her hands and she's like, no, but we have a workaround. Goes back to what she's doing. I guess we could use a hot plate. Yeah, you don't need an open fire necessarily to make that happen. It's an idea. Violina? Anything? Just ideas. For a minute, Vi looks... Her eyes go a bit distant. And she almost looks like she's gonna say something. And then she sort of comes back to herself and is like, no, I, I can't think of any one thing. But hot pot sounds nice. Alright. Let's go. Erida will help you in the process of that. Yeah, so you guys start fixing food, and then a few minutes later, a comfortable silence or chit-chat, Maria comes in. She's also kind of, like, got her nose in a tablet a bit, but she's less, like, glued into it than Spectra is. It's more of... If you catch a look at her screen, she's got, like, a, several different conversations going on. So she's just keeping an eye waiting for updates. Walks over, looks away long enough to not trip over the chair, and sits down. She's like, well, how'd it go? Did, did you guys get it? We got something. Heard you said it was an engine? It's an, it's an engine. Huh, that could be very useful. If Stella can find someone to sell it to, I'm sure that I can. I'm sure she's already got someone in mind. She was sort of muttering to herself. Oh, I have no doubt. She's got a lot of connections in the world of tech, whereas I'm... We all have a different areas. So far, I haven't had much luck in determining exactly who Trigger is and what they want, but there has been an update on the bounty. Oh. It's gone up, hasn't it? It's gone up and they've narrowed it down, so the ones that were already on the bounty are still there, and it now includes almost everyone on the crew that was there. Good. Excellent. Perfect. Alright, so the only one who wasn't there was Ty, correct? 
So it now includes everyone but our lovely Tilrish. So that got complicated. Also, there's mention of what ship we're on. So we've had stealth protocols on. There's a lot of chatter surrounding it. It's getting rather dicey. So should we tell Tally to not sell the engine until this is dealt with? We don't want an ambush. It shouldn't be that big of a problem, especially depending on who she deals with, because we do know several companies that don't have black market connections that could be problematic, and it should be rather quick to finish sale. Plus, we might need the money, depending on how things get, because Trigger's a rather powerful person, and you don't always get to be powerful without making enemies, and... I just hope none of his enemies decide to step in and interfere with this. Because mm. things could get messy. It's not often trigger posts about wanting something. Alright. But as I said, I've still got Scorpio running interference and keeping us updated on any changes. She's really good at her job. So we're just sort of stuck on the ship for now until we have a lead? More or less. Depends on where we're able to offload the engine. Maybe safe to get to leave there. But the sooner we find out, the better. And it's only so many leads, and he's got a hell of a good hacker. I cannot get through any of his firewalls. Really need to figure out who he hired. I say he, I'm assuming. I I have some possibilities, but I, I don't know for sure who the, who the trigger could be. Hey Vi, I remember asking you to crack through a couple firewalls back in the day. Have you tried giving these a shot? I mean, I have a bit of experience with hacking into them, but... What kind of firewalls is Farida having Vi hack into is the real question. Yeah. Farida is a gremlin. She doesn't know, but she's definitely asked. Ferda, those were different kinds of firewalls than what they're talking about. I mean, I could take a look, but I really doubt it. Always worth it. Worth a peek. You just gotta be careful when you're looking that they don't notice. Some of these people spend their entire lives getting to where they are. Ferda just gestures at Vi. It's like, yes, this is correct. It's what she does. From Ferda's perspective. Yeah, Vi doesn't say anything to that. Actually, can I roll an insight to see if Vi thinks that Farida knows what Vi does? Yes. Why wouldn't she? You know parts of it, but you've met Vi, right? She's one of the most paranoid people. She's not going to tell you everything. No, but reading into it, you can read into it. I mean, would Farida go to Assassin? I don't... You have the wrist blades. Has she ever seen them? At least within the past few days she has. You've showed them all. No, she hasn't. Haven't you pulled them out in one, any of the combats? No. Oh, then never mind. Well, maybe. No, towards the beginning of this, I remember you mentioning or using them as an example for work that you've done. Yeah, the gauntlets. The outside. Um, okay. Well... I imagine there are also some people who have that for self-defense. I have no idea what kind of trust or rapport was built up between these two before Aboard the Opal Start began. You know things that she's like she's done for you in bits and pieces that you know, but there's still a lot of about her you don't, but you don't even realize you don't know it because she just doesn't talk about it. She keeps to herself. Yeah, she's not rude, and it's not that she's not... How do I explain? You also have been doing the online research on both Dark and Not. So I think that she's going through that route of being like, oh, you're very computer savvy. Okay, cool. All right, I got like an eight, unless you want my passive, which is a 14, but... Farida's not really hiding anything. Okay. Yeah. Farida just thinks you're a hacker. Farida thinks you're good with computers. She doesn't suspect anything else. Good computer number person. <laughs> That's what's written in. Alright. There's no, like, negative or malicious intent behind her saying it. She's more like, hey, I have a friend who's very capable, 
Has this person tried? Yeah, third eye, I also don't really know the Alliance uh, security systems all that well, at least in terms of electronic software. So I'd probably not be the best person at this time. Marina's like, I've got a friend or two working on it, and if you want, I can teach you some things. I'm not as good at it, but I can at least get you pointed in the right direction. Hmm, I'll definitely think about it. Tali also knows a bit about hacking. Also, speaking of Shadownet Selfify, is there anything you would like to check on? I can check on Farida's song real quick. There's that and things with Farida's parents. Which there's probably still news coverage going on about things. If you guys would like to check that on the internet. Yeah. On the, the Lightnet. I'll pull it up on the Lightnet. Yeah, sure. And also, I would check for messages from uh, her mentor. But she's not expecting anything. When you check, you do see a brief message. It's on your like private, heavily encrypted... It's in code, but it basically translates to the halas are safe. Can't extract right now. But watching. Okay, it said the in-laws are safe, but they can't be extracted. The halas. H-A-L-A-S. Farida's last name. Okay, cool. Oh, her last name is the palindrome. Hey, Farida, so I just got a note from my mentor. Your parents are still safe, but they can't really be extracted right now. They're being watched, which is expected, but at least they're safe. Yes. There might have also been a notation at the end that says both by the Federation and by some of your mentor's contacts. Like, he's got people keeping an eye to make sure they're okay. He's having people keep an eye on them, but we don't really want to do anything with the Federation watching. Yeah, that sounds good. Very wise. When you look on the line, you see there's still, like, a lot of news coverage. It's shifted off of the investigation a bit and more looking at the tragic loss of life for both Ferda and Ashengard 1335. Wait, why? Did you not exist? No, they're just ignoring her. Oh, okay. That's not suspicious. Maybe they would have said something about the jewelry entrepreneur Filena Sorel or something, but... Yeah, it's it's mostly focusing on the Brave Guard and the General's Daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and you see, like, coverage of your mom and dad. They they still look upset, but they look like they're doing okay. And most of the time in the background, you can see they still have some of the people that are loyal to your dad there. But they also start to look wild to others It might read is more kind of distraught. You also know that they're, they're a bit nervous because by now they realize it's a weird situation. And so there's some talk of your dad saying he would like to take a leave of absence to grieve with his wife. Sounds good. I also know some of those Secret Service guys. They're pretty pretty nice people. Yeah. They're also extremely capable. And they're some of the very not racist ones. Yes which has given them access to all sorts of combat tactics that the racist ones would never try to learn in the first place. Exactly. And they're all loyal to your dad, and also anyone insults your mom, they're getting the beat down. Oh yeah, but they're going to be second to provide the beat down, as the general is known to be rather direct when he needs to be. Yes, though I also imagine if it's sat in front of your mom, the general has to pull her off of them. Yes, and might not be able to. <laughs> Considering she's the one with magic powers. Yes. Well, I don't think your mom has quite the esper abilities you do. Maybe small scale if she hides them, but they aren't as strong and as obvious as you as yours, because she grew up away from the principles. It's more of the Promethean extra strength magic. Like the, the actually the thing I used to carry the engine. Which is the uh, the maximum effort thing? Yeah, yeah. So from what you can tell, their safety is gonna try and like take a step back out of the public eye. But there's still there's like brief mentions of an investigation, but no new information on that yet. Okay. 
And then a two-sentence-long mention of an Eldori jeweler. Still sus that it's so short, but okay. That's very suspect. It might have been mentioned like a lesser-known Eldori jeweler. Sure, it doesn't make nearly as much noise. However, still sus. Yeah. I mean, you are well-controlled insight check on that. I don't know... <sighs> Who would it be against? Sure. <laughs> Why not? Always roll the dice. Ten. On the subtext, but yeah, I'm like, you don't get advantage on this one because it's not like a person you are going to planning to interact with. You're just like, what yeah, you getting ten. at? Actually, can I also roll insight? Yes, you are all welcome to if you want. Ooh, net 20! I got a 24. They are absolutely playing it like they don't know anything about you. Like, you are some unknown quantity, and they haven't been able to find out much about you. And they, and they immediately switch over into the investigation, into mysterious circumstances. So they're setting up for something. Okay. They're setting me up for something. Great. I almost cut myself while I'm, I don't know, chopping something for the hot pot. Don't do that. Don't cut yourself with a knife decide I should focus on this and completely miss that part because I rolled a natural one. You almost dropped the knife and have to have that moment of, nope, did it land on my feet? Ah. Like you dropped something solid, sharp, and you're like, where to go, where to go, where to go? Ah. Like you dropped before, before on the carpet and you're like, oh no. <laughs> and Farida, what'd you get? Uh, ten. It seems intentional that they're not mentioning a lot about Violina, but they're not sure why remains sus. For clarity's sake, not sus of Vi, sus of the people reporting all of this stuff. Yeah. You don't just say there was a death toll of three, these two have names, we're just gonna forget about the other one. Like, what? You forgot there was a Captain Shadow that supposedly died too. She's also, like, very briefly mentioned, like, a lower-ranking chipped captain who operated on the Outer Rim. Mm-hmm. Still sus. Also sus. Okay. This could be a problem, sort of. That they don't want to talk about you? Well... I guess it could go both ways. You have the plus side that they don't know anything about you, and that's why they're not talking about you. Or, they know a lot about you, and as such have made the decision to not say anything about you. Both of which would have this result that we're seeing. Yeah, well, if they don't know much about me, in theory, they could assume things about why I was there or something, so mm. I'm just concerned that they may try to pin it on me somehow. That would be problematic. I also wouldn't put it past them. Well, I know you didn't do anything, so you know I have your back. At the end of the day, sometimes the... Well, the truth doesn't really matter in the Federation. Exactly. So the person with the most power gets to make the call. Or the person controlling the person with the most power. They don't have the most power if they're being controlled. Yeah. So clearly it's the other person that's making the call. It goes up the chain. <laughs> Whoever's at the top of the chain gets to make the decision on what the call means. Spectra's putting the tablet down, but also like keeping a close eye because it's processing stuff. So you get the feeling she's done all she can. Now she just has to wait and let the computer do its thing. Part of me wonders if it's become increasingly more convoluted,ly bureaucratic in the past hundred years or so for a reason to hide the ones who are really in control. Because not gonna lie, I think the person at the head is just a giant figure at the head who mostly just sits and talks and doesn't actually do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes, but if they do somehow say that, I don't know, if they make outrageous claim that, say, you or I did it, since we're not really mentioned, that could cause problems in the future. Anima is now poking around through cabinets, trying to find a hot plate. Spectre looks up and briefly gives you directions to find exactly what you're looking for. Thank you. And it's not what you were picturing in your head, but now when you look at it, you're like, oh, duh, of course. It, it clicks into place. You're like, oh, yeah, I know how to use this. Mm -hmm. I start setting it up in the middle of the table. 
Because you remember the cooking lessons when you were little. Not quite that age, but definitely old enough to be able to handle a hot plate without accidentally burning things down. You had a lot of education crammed and not a lot of time. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just keep that in mind as we keep on going forwards. On the plus side, technically all four of us are dead. So, regardless of how they try to besmirch your name after your death, it'll become pretty clear that they are the ones that were wrong, regardless of what their original intents are. So even if they try to pin it on you, they could be both wrong about you being dead and you being the person that caused it. So simply showing that you are alive is enough to prove them wrong on multiple counts. I know I'm not responsible. Or it could prove them right since you survived. Yeah. But we also know that the court of public opinion is more problematic. It's not even the court of popular opinion, it's the court of... Propaganda? The Federation. Yeah. Which is problematic. We'll work around it. It'll be fine. <sighs> Sitting around here saying the same exact thing over and over isn't actually going to help us. It's just going to make us more paranoid. Correct! So for now, hot pot. Come, eat. You can't argue with me, because I'm right. I have a question for the DM. Yes? I'm torn between saying something and not saying something, that's all. You are welcome to direct message it to me if you want it to be, like, private conversation. Well, it's more of a should everyone else roll insight to see if they want. If not, that's fine. Is there something you would like them to roll insight on? I think more when Faridus says that, what was it, it doesn't affect us. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's that one. Ten, again. Spectre got a twenty. I think my dice are weighted. I got another eleven. <laughs> mm. Huh. So what did they get? What did you roll, Victor? Ten. We have a ten and an eleven. Okay, the ten and eleven, I would say Vi still seems, well, not unnerved. She's willing to let it drop, let the matter drop, but you think she's still going to consider it to possibly be an issue. And then, do I have to say anything for Spectra? I mean, I don't think she would know everything, but... If you want to say it loud what she would get from it. Just with what she knows about Vi. Spectra gets the feeling that Vi's not worried about herself with this. You're worried about what might happen to, like, the one person in the Federation that you care about. Maybe. Or potentially other question marks. Mm-hmm. That's if certain dots are connected on the Federation side. Yeah. So hot pot? <laughs> Hot pot. Spectre's not going to say anything right now, but she's sort of filing that away. Maybe talking about it more in private and not put you on the spot. Okay. There's an intercom system, right? Yeah. And you've been taught how to use it. I'm going to go over to it and push a button. Can I reuse it? Hi, Tali. We're having hot pot. It's almost ready. You hear the brief squeal and the patter of feet. I stand out of the way of the door, <laughs> just in case. And she just bolts in the other door, because there's two doors. <laughs> That's alright. That is okay. And she's like, awesome, I forgot to eat lunch. Don't do that, you gotta eat. I've been trying to fix Druindaria, I'm sorry. Please take care of yourself. You can't fix him better on an empty stomach. Fair. She just fixes a strap of gold and sits down. Is there anything people want to talk about over lunch, or we just want to kind of fade out over that conversation? Fade, 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 fade. Yeah, let's fade. Guess everyone's just kind of caught up in conversation, moving past and temporarily forgetting all of the things that they're stressed out about. Spectra's tablet to finish processing, and there's a click, but she doesn't notice it first, so we'll have to see what that was like next time. And 
during this conversation as well. Somehow, Farad is going to turn the conversation into, like, technology about the suit. And then she's going to turn to Anima and be like, Hey, Anima, I noticed that you do have this kind of power armor thing imaging going on. Would you be okay with me messing with it to change it from Federation to not Federation? Outside, external, decorative. Oh, like the coat of paint or whatever? Well, you know, get it, like, nice and shiny. Make it pretty. Go for it. You get six thumbs up. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned next time to find out what happens on board the Opal Star. If you don't want to wait, you can get early access to our episodes over at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. We couldn't do this without your help. Aboard the Opal Star is a production of Pseudonym Social, changing reality one story at a time. It is DM'd and produced by me, Brianna Teuber. I'm Casey, and I'm playing Anima the Ashenforged. Victor, I'm playing Farida the Promethean. My name's Alexis, and I am playing Vilina Sorel, the Eldori. With music by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com.